right, let's do it. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I think I'm just going to let it rip. Yeah, don't let the bright lights get to you, dude. They are bright, but you big. know what? They're going to bring something out of me, and whatever it is, I hope it's honest. Well, I, I got, <laughs> I brought you on for just statements like that, dude. <laughs> you always you always come in with a very interesting statement, and I really like that in a person. Really? It, yeah. Oh, that's nice, man. It doesn't have to always be true. You know what? And this is just pure false modesty, because I think what you're saying is true, but I think you also bring it out of me. <laughs> I think I look at you, and I'm like, this is a place I can go with whatever i feel and he'll receive it in the spirit it's intended so i appreciate that god bless you brother. we started this and for the people to know this is jt hey everybody How's jt Parr. uh Hello. how what are your what are your intros what would you say um chad and jt go deep chad and jt go deep i like movies a lot um <laughs> you know I, i've been doing silent retreats lately i've been yeah. finding a lot of uh growth through that uh <laughs> It's hard for me to sit still. I do pranks. <laughs> you just start. You eventually just start saying things that aren't true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a group with two moms. Uh, it was it was interesting. But yeah, we... Linda and Maureen, and Maureen hated me. She um, thought I was a pseudo intellectual. Her so own son. This is a great. This is a great example of. I mean, you're my very good buddy, and We're that's why friends. you're on here. But another reason why I really wanted you on is for statements like the one you just made where you said, wasn't it weird when I came over to Will's on my birthday? It was a little odd that I, look, I, I had to do it. I wanted yeah, to you hang, did. I, I, I was, it was my birthday. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't want to do a big party. I, and I kind of didn't want to be with, I'm, I'm really close with my high school buddies, Yeah, but I didn't want to be with anyone who's known me for more than 15 years right you and me have been buddies for like good buddies for like three years three probably years. like yes. covid yes we started kicking it and then uh and then I, I had never hung out with will before yeah and you were watching football at his place and it, i was, it was like can i come over it was so let me just say this it was only a matter of time before you and me started to hang out and i don't want to sound like i'm self-aggrandizing with this statement but let me just say this you're a stud magnet oh <laughs> You're an absolute stud magnet. Dude, if you I see don't... anyone, if you see anyone in the scene, any fella in the scene that might be a stud, you go right after them. I dude, I don't think <laughs> I go after them, but if you look at my life, if you look at the rest of if you go through my call log, it's all really handsome guys and I get annoyed. You know, you have people always get annoyed with their own type. Yeah. I get annoyed with uh, guys when they're like I'm like the bro whisperer. I'm like yeah. that guy. But for whatever reason, I think I think this is my role in it. Is yeah. that I'm more neurotic and I'm I'm not like a big guy, but I'm competitive. But I'll get Absolutely. in there. I'll fight to the death. Absolutely. But, You're a pit bull. But what it is is like I think probably because my dad isn't a stud, but he's like pretty uh masculine guy. Yes. I think I'm very good at being a safe place for hyper masculine dudes. The first time you and me really hung out was we were working out at Grady's. And mm -hmm. if you don't know this, Grady is a Greek statue. He's one of the most beautiful men. He's one of the most beautiful men I've ever. And yeah. I didn't know. I didn't really know Grady. I didn't know Good like he was going to be there. You you invited me to his place, and I showed up, and I just I was just looking at Grady, and I was looking at my like you, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like you thought, but you just you just very purely. You love the. I think you love the male form in a way, dude. And sometimes like I'll feel myself. Going in another direction, I'll be like, like I'll see a hot dude, and I'll be like, I don't want to be friends with that guy. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, but that's not who you are. Like, that's not who you are, like, dude. You want to be friends with the hot dude, and I'm like, I guess yeah, I, I I do a bit about it, but I think a lot of people have like cynicism around really 
hunky dudes. Sure. And I've always found them surprisingly soulful, very optimistic. You're talking and, about yourself right now, too. By oh, the way. thank you. You and, very much are. Uh, oh, thank you. And then, uh, and I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, now it's like grew up in Orange County. All the dude—that's what it. This is yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's big. I grew up in a place, every dude was hot. There was no <laughs> other option. So then, when I went other places, yeah, it felt like home. <laughs> it feels like home. So when I hang out with you, it's like, yeah, bro, man, I'm back in high school. It's like you're from Nashville and you start hearing country music. That's what you. Yeah. That's what you feel when you see a pair of glistening. I pets. got I got a hot guy based brain, bro. When I hear that music, it just clicks. Oh yeah. Yeah. You start singing Rocky Top, dude. I, I get it. I get it. And I am. I'm a hot guy magnet. You know, with me and Chad, and we're, we've been torn a little bit. I look out at the audience. It's just, and they're all sweethearts. Yeah, that's very nice. Look, I don't, I'm not trying to carry water for anyone, but no, no. We were just in Miami. This beautiful guy raises his hand during the Q and A. I'm like, "What's up, brother?" Oh yeah. He had a hot guy name. It was like Pavel or something. <laughs> yeah, it's always like it's always like two like one hard syllable or two yeah. hard syllables. Yeah. And like oddly exotic, but still kind of American. Yeah. And then. And then he uh, he just his eyes radiated innocence and sincerity, so I instantly liked him. And you know he's going through a tough time. His his lady broke up with him. I, I have no idea who this chick is. That yeah, she dumped I, this guy. Yeah, yeah. She cheated on him, and he wasn't there to like. He wasn't pissed off about it. He was just hurt, and he wanted his boys to pump him up. So he pumped up his tires a little bit. Dude, that is so, yeah, pa- Pavel. Like a Pablo, a pa- Paulo. Paulo. Those are all fucking yeah. hot ass names. Paco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much. Not quite as much, but hey, yeah. I, I, you're trying out different things, and that's good with this riff. But no, I, I do feel so. What, what you're talking about is it was your birthday, and me and my buddy Will Sennett were watching football, and I invited you over, and you said yeah, and you came over. One of the truly, this is not me buttering your bread. One of the most fun easy hangs it's oh, when you thanks, get two man. friends together who don't really hang out that much it's you're always like i wonder how this is and it went perfectly i knew you two would get along but you 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 thought it was weird because it was my birthday and it was my first time hanging out with them so if i'm will in yeah. my head i'm like this guy's over here on his birthday we've never even hung out right. but, but like to will's credit i didn't feel any judgment from him like he was awesome about it like i felt right at home and like you know they offered drink there was very hospitable and and he knew his football and, and, you know, he had some funny zingers and, and, uh, and I was like, this is, you know, this is great. It was, I will say this. It was very much you and your hookup are just grabbing dinner on Valentine's day. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is just normal. But when you think about the day, things yeah. start to get a little heightened. It was, it was my birthday, but I wanted something casual. Yeah. I didn't want something loaded with history and you uh, wanted a couple sluts. I just wanted a couple whores. <laughs> a couple that of I could unload on. Gentlemen of the evening. Yeah, and you guys took good care of me. Thank I you. I appreciate that very yeah. much. It was I mean, the it, cir- it circumstance was incredibly funny because it was just like we sat down, we were ready to play football or we were to watch football, and Will goes like, How are you? And you're like, I'm having twins. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, about me. it was the first time we figured that out. I'm not I don't <laughs> I uh, I guess my policy with information is is it can bog you down. Yeah, information is heavy, and people hold on to information. Right, and and I I can't move oh, like that. Fuck no. It's like boxing with like football pads on. I'm like, no, take the armor off. You'll be quicker. So 
Yeah, right when I see people, I kind of download them on the five biggest things in my life at that moment. Have you always been that way? No. Okay, so when I was in like high school and like college years, I was pretty protective over stuff. Like I was like a virgin and like, I, or like if I didn't have a job, I would kind of like, or I was like in college, but I was like too old to be in college and I would try to hide these things from people. And so I hated living like that because you're always scared you're going to be found out. And then so at a certain point through standup, I was like, oh, dude, like, this is probably what attracted me to stand up. And it was like, listen to Mark Maron too. I was like, I was like, Oh, I just got to get it all out there. Just, just throw it all out there and then just see how people respond. But at least you're owning it a bit. Did it happen like quickly? Like right when you started stand up, you started to kind of get into the stance of, I'm just going to kind of let everything. No, it was incremental. Yeah, it was incremental. And then I got to a place where I was being too honest too often. That's what I was going to ask. And I was bludgeoning people with the truth yeah. and kind of being an asshole. <laughs> It's such a un or a underrepresented step of like self realization mm-hmm. is that part where you just can't stop running your mouth and but in your brain's like way of justifying it is but everything I'm saying is true. Yeah. Like everything I'm saying is real. Why would anybody like not want it? I mean, that's I'm kind of projecting a little bit. That's like I have been there so many times well yeah i read it i was reading like a thing about it and they said like honesty without discretion or compassion is narcissism yeah and and that really resonated for me because i was like it really did become a thing for me where i was like i'm better than everyone i don't care if people think i'm a piece of shit at least i'm raw and i'm real and then like i got older and i was like i think i'm just being a dick to yes who i'm I'm, like close to yeah yeah so now i try to but it's still tough like some days i think i'm holding too much back some days i think I let it rip too much, so it's still, that's probably being an adult, is like figuring out that middle space, but that takes effort. There's also an issue because like when you're doing anything in like performance or creativity, it's like that stuff does at the end of the day give you a little bit of like substance. Like you can't be, I always think of it as, it's, it's why there's so few comics that you can kind of like all the way through, is you need to be like, kind and compassionate just generally like baseline as a human being but you also need to be a little bit like you have to have something that's discordant about you i yeah, think you need at to have some, some level edge. and you need to have some wild in you too yeah yeah i agree with that i was watching richard Pryor last night and i was like and he's so honest and yeah. he's like this is breaking news for anybody like stand up and then um <laughs> but he'll be so real about stuff but one of the things i like about him is that he would be like incredibly progressive about something and then like a month later he would be like totally yeah opposite direction but he was like which isn't the right person to be but it's compelling because he's being honest about all sides of himself and he's allowing all sides of himself to come out and they're both like passionate and articulate and and so whenever i see that i'm like oh yeah but but then i think if you are going to be that person you kind of need to be the best because if you suck and you're trying to be that person you're yeah. just horrible to be And around. he really was. I was watching this documentary at the New Beverly called Watt Stacks. Have you ever heard of it? No. There's this uh, concert that they put on in L.A. Isaac Hayes was headlining it. Just to give you a reference of like timeline here. Mm-hmm. It's interspersed with these interviews. And one of the people they interview is Richard Pryor. And the interviews are so good and compelling. It's just like normal, mostly black people in L.A. like of that time. And it's just very re- they're asking them like very real questions, not just like, how do you feel about the political climate? They're asking them like, have you ever been cheated on? Like questions yeah. like that. It's so cool getting people like from back then's perspective on that and realizing it's always been the same. Like yeah. everybody has always kind of felt like in different 
shades but similar ways about these things and the richard Pryor interviews he they just ask him questions and he just goes it's like maybe he wrote some of this stuff down i can't imagine that he prepared too much for this he's crushing so hard in the room the camera is shaking because he's making everyone in the room yeah, laugh amazing. in a way and just like doing act outs and conversation that are incomprehensible it, it's unbelievable watching that guy just regular talk yeah he could do everything too that's the thing he just wasn't raw honest he also had like all the skills on top of it to make it like palatable yeah you kind of need that yeah you need that because if you're just raw honest all the time it'd be a fucking drag and a half oh dude. it would suck i mean bum people the fuck out we've i've i mean i've certainly seen that. i've been to open mics oh yeah <laughs> i've seen, seen it the first time i saw uh oh yeah please i'm i'm vehemently anti-vape on this podcast but this shows hey i'll get along with you no matter what you do you know what i'm saying that's Even if you're a harmful sinner. That's the man I know. Oh. It's the least of a lot of sins. Right? <laughs> but no, so the first time I Crack. saw you. <laughs> Crack. You want me to go back, Dan? No, we don't need you to. You want me to go back. That's what you want. Just, there's so many, there's so many uh, podcast hosts that are immediately like trying to get into like, what's fucked up about you? Yeah, I'll tell you. Be Crack. A guest. You're just Crack. You're just offering Crack. it. I have some, but I'm not going to do it. You just like having it near you. Yeah, it's just a crutch. It's just having a, little, a single bullet yeah, in your it's pocket. it's a safety thing. I just yeah. rub it when things get rough. I can always go back. It's like you get I, into I'm a, actually, I need to be on. I've never done crack. You get into yeah. a mild argument with your significant other, and then she's like, do you have to rub the crack right yeah, now, Yeah, no, too? I take a spoon, and I start lighting it. This is where you're pushing me. This is where you're pushing me, because I forgot to turn the fireplace off. Well, now there's going to be fire everywhere. Yeah, you know what the fireplace is right in front of my fucking mouth. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go light my <laughs> pipe in there. Um, Burn the whole house down. But no, so when it, I, the first time I saw uh, both you and Chad was at an open mic. I don't know. You probably don't remember, but it was a weird lotto mic in like mid-city. In a, It was in like a banquet hall, like the kind of hall that they would do a raffle in or some shit. Oh, interesting. Like rugged floors and like the tables are set up. It was really, really bad. And I saw you and Chad go up and just to reference this, I had just come from Boston. And before then I did, uh, I was doing stand up in Western Mass and seeing you two guys like go up and like my first or second mic, I was like, whoa, this is, I have never seen anything like this before. Oh, really? Before. That's nice. The, well, just the level of like, uh, of sort of like, chillness on stage and stuff you just don't see that a ton right it's not an east coast thing it's very much not an east coast thing so it was like very like oh wow and then i would like see you progressively not that often when i first moved but it was so funny because i would catch you in stages so i would catch you then and i would catch you like maybe a year after that and think like you were maybe like going to bigger places but it wasn't getting much press and then two years after that and you were fucking like killing it and it was really interesting to see like that progression that you kind of see in people that you aren't super close with in right. the beginning. Yeah, that is crazy when you see, well, also it's crazy. Cause like sometimes someone will like blow up and you're like, yeah, that was obvious. Like Hannah Einbender. I was like, yeah, of I was like, yeah, she's going to be big. That's, yeah. It's clear. She just like had whatever it is. And then sometimes I think Chad was probably more like that. I think I'm more like the one where you're like, um, I don't think a lot of people had it pegged and, and we're not like huge or nothing, but like, I think it was like it was surprising even to me that yeah. that it got traction. I, so. I feel the same way. I remember I talked to like uh, I talked to Hannah at like a couple of I've talked to her a few times, but like 
two times like in depth we had like full conversation at open mics by the end of the second one i was like yeah it's not gonna be happening for long <laughs> i'm going to be here and you're gonna be somewhere else very right. quickly but it's but it's a different race like uh yeah i think uh oh absolutely yeah i read like uh sorry i always reference these but i read a malcolm gladwell book i read like one chapter and it said like how it took uh who was it it took like John Lennon, like 10, I'm getting it wrong, but it took John Lennon like 10 minutes to write Imagine or something like yeah. that. Oh no, it took Bob Dylan. Sorry, I have to get this right. No, 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 you're good. It took Bob Dylan like 10 minutes to write like Subterranean Homesick Blues, but it took Leonard Cohen like 40 years to write Hallelujah. So right. to me, I'm in the Hallelujah camp. You're a Hallelujah I'm a Hallelujah guy. motherfucker. You also, it's, first of all, don't apologize for referencing things. That's a crazy thing to apologize for on a podcast. Yeah, but if you're a comedian, you should make the thing up and not reference Dude, anything. everything in my brain comes from nothingness. It's okay? from nothing. It's from completely just the void. To reference something else, I heard Richard Pryor, he couldn't read for a long time. Yeah. Until Pam Greer taught him. I think that helped him with his comedy that he couldn't read. Yeah. Because I think he saw the world different. Yeah, a guy showed me an apple. I was like, what the hell is that? Exactly. He was like, it's a fruit like a banana. I'm like, I don't fuck with that kind of. Exactly. Comparison bullshit. He wouldn't do that because yeah. he's not like beholden to words. No, wait. I, I'm sorry. I knocked us off. Not even a little bit. Okay. No. Good. Um. And the second thing is, it's funny because <laughs> your your reading list and media intake is so on par with like a center left dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, getting worse that way. Do you every feel that year, way? Every yeah. year it gets worse. I used to read like interesting novels and things that were like real outside the norm and now i'm like there's a new jfk biography <laughs> yeah just send that over dude. just send it over dude get that yeah get that wait watergate yeah. yeah let me fucking bite my teeth into that dude i'll hang out with people and they'll be like oh there's this really new interesting book that's like uh, about this poet borges and like you'll, you'll love it. i'm like that ain't gonna fucking happen I'm like Nothing. did he run a country <laughs> i'm like did he serve in the military <laughs> did he live a life of huge consequence and like yeah he's important i'm like no he's not yeah no he's not yeah i yeah. wonder why that get i think it's like a lot of dads who just never fought in wars and they're just like yeah i got it that could have been this way i yeah. got i got that now dude i got a hankering for it i'll be like watching tv and i'll just see like a navy seal you know i'm like i should have done that do you think that comes from a place of like patriarchy inside of you where you're like or do you think it comes from like a place of you were kind of just like this because it's always so hard for me to tease out I have a lot of similar stuff there, never related to the military because my family was so vehemently anti-war. Yeah, but it they was... feel safe every night, don't they? I, that's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grandma, I got something to tell you. You want them on that wall. Yeah. You need them on that wall. Hey, Grandma, listen, I don't want to hear about your hysterectomy anymore. I got some stuff to tell Is you that what about. what she talks about? Well, you, she had one recently. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, um, she that's good. About it. That's good. That's Can't good. Can I tell you something? This, this is my I'm grandma. I'm because I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. This is crap. my grandma. This will make you feel yeah. a lot better. Grandma gets a hysterectomy, right? Uh, she wakes up in the hospital. She's old too, so it's like, you, you yeah, know. I don't know why I said that. When you get a surgery, no, it's not, this is this is not me. Okay, no, no, no. You're in a safe place. You okay. Drink your water. You're it's in a safe being place. Recorded. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll we won't edit any of this out. We're gonna add in AI of you saying way worse stuff at the end of all it. Right, that's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. So my grandma gets a hysterectomy. She's like, we're all worried because you know, whenever someone of a certain age goes into surgery, you're always like, I hope that this ends up good or whatever. She comes out of the surgery, and my mom's in the room with her. My mom calls me, and my mom's like, everything went great. She's fine. She's lucid. She's talking. And then uh, she like gets off the phone like she's talking to my grandma, and then she gets back off, and she's like. 
And grandma wants to let you know that she lost five pounds from the surgery and she's feeling great. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, that's what she, she was like. Tough lady, <laughs> That's dude. what she was like. She was like, she was like, ooh, I lost five pounds from that. <laughs> I, I find the upshot in a lot of things in the weight loss. Like breakups, you drop oh, 10 yeah. pounds, you start seeing some abs, you're like, it was Ten worth feet. it. Yeah, 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 yeah break yeah. my heart every month. Dude. Who needs, keep me lean. <laughs> who needs love anymore? Yeah, keep me lean, dog. But no, do, do you feel like the that initial desire of like... I think a lot of guys have this where it's like, I want to be a badass. I want it, which the definition of badass is obviously like very rigid. It's like a guy who could fight a guy who can use a gun like that. Da, da, da. Do, do you feel like I always have trouble teasing out? Is that just in me or are we like you can't stop the connection of the society that you're in to those impulses? I, You know, to me, because I'm I have kind of like some meathead in me i think it is kind of like elemental like i do think it's just wired into all of us and i do think there's like utility to it like i and, and i know people are like like robbie hoffman will make fun of me about it when i'm like i need to get better at fighting yeah and she'll be like what the fuck are you talking about right. like she'll be like just like earn a good living that's how you like protect a family or something like that because she has her own like materialistic outlook on life <laughs> and then um but but I, I do think some of it is like hardwired into us. But I actually think. I actually, Wait, did you just say having a family is materialistic? No, she said make money. Oh, She's making big money. On the money yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I do think children are just the ultimate form of the showing ultimate off, form, yeah. especially in this current climate. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, no, but dude, I think the military thing is more like masculinity is definitely baked into it. But it wouldn't necessarily have to be that. But I do have that. I think it's more significant. Like, I think as you get older and you're doing comedy, you really start to wonder, like, what is the value of this thing that I'm doing? And so then I start looking around. And I'm like, well, what has, like, more, like, uh, undeniable value or, or significance to it? And then I'll be like, oh, well, like, you know, being a freedom fighter for another, like, for, like, in a country where they have, like, an oppressive regime. You're like, sure. you're like all right, that's tough. If you did that and you came home, be a tough thing to argue about you right I mean? right like, right it like, would be hard to uh it would be hard at a, as a podcaster to say that you have uh more of a stake in this world yeah and then like if that was like my little byline on the podcast everybody would like perk up a little bit and like be like oh this this man has something of substance to say well but okay but on that note is people perking up the main denoter of i guess i would perk up more you would yeah yeah i guess i've just been doing stand-up for so long that it feels like and now you know there's a million th things more i want to do in stand-up and on all like in all of it but i do feel like it would be cool to do something bigger you yeah know? like tiger woods he was the best golfer in the world yeah and then he wanted to become like a navy seal and his dad was in the military and he had like a you know always wanted to prove something to him on some level but I think even him, like, he got to the top of the mountain top of golf, and he's like, but it's just golf. <laughs> he's like, I got to kill Osama bin Laden. Yeah, but this is the thing. No, this is exactly what I'm talking about, actually. That's a perfect example because I'm like, no one goes, oh, my God, Tiger Woods was so cool because he did all that SEAL training. People think Tiger Woods is cool because he was the best golfer of all time. No, yeah, we think he's an idiot for doing the SEAL That's training. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. And it's like... Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Like that, that's but, I, a personal but I actually experience. kind of admire it that he the was, seal training th that he was willing to be that dumb. <laughs> I I get to put a body which is arguably worth a billion dollars at risk because and he did he like destroyed his body even further. Yeah, it's yeah. not good for you. No, his body's a wreck. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be running in combat boots on the sand. <laughs>
I don't know. So I I guess it, you know I'm I'm one of those people. Maybe you're like this too. But whatever I'm reading, I'm constantly just like that's just me. I'm just what I I'm just the, whatever book I'm reading, whatever audio yeah, book I'm for listening sure. to for like the month that I'm listening to it. And then if you gave me a completely alternative thing to listen to, I'm just that for a month. And right now I'm trying to I'm listening to Bell Hooks. You ever listen to Bell Hooks? This is a big one, right? It was like Love. Love's yeah, in yeah, the title. The the big one is uh, the Will to Change. Okay. That's that's the one. That's one for fellas. Oh, nice. If you, people don't know this. Bell Hooks has some hits for the fellas. Um, good. And actually, I'm most content I devour, I like chick stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the JFK stuff and all that doesn't really jive, but... Here's you know, what you when do. The lady goes if you, to sleep, if you want Bell Hooks at the bookstore, uh, you go to you, you want to go to Stories in Silver Lake, right? Yeah. Go to the front desk, um, and when the person comes up to you and says, "What do you? What would you like?" You say, "Bring me to the chick stuff." Yeah. And I think they would really, they would really like that. I, like, I'm not totally catching it, but I feel like, <laughs> are you setting me up for something? Did I say something wrong? No, 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 All no. Right, well, I'm going to do that, dude, just on faith. <laughs> and if it backfires, I don't know, dude. No, I might be hurt, bro. This is, this is the thing that's that's so great about you is, like, having these conversations. Is, like, you are one of the most, like, truly good-hearted, well-intentioned people. Thanks, that man. I, it's it means true. a lot. Coming from you, it means a lot. It's, it's I feel that very way about true. you. Yeah. I, can, can I tell the story about when you tried to help with outreach that one time? Because I think that's very informative. Do you remember when you tried oh, to... Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, tell this story. This is such a good story. Yeah. You've never told this on anything, have you? No, no, first that's time. That's great. So I'm part of... Uh, it, this is like uh, two or three years ago. I'm going regularly to this uh, outreach program where they supply food and like resources to unhoused people in Los Angeles, right? That's their that's their big thing. And they do a lot of advocacy and political stuff too. It's like a multi-branch sort of organization. And I really like it and I'm a part of it. And most of the people who are involved in it are fucking awesome. And uh, John comes with me for uh, one of them and like one of the outreach things and you really liked it. And I think you were like trying to join and I gave you the number to call. Now, take it take it from there because I don't know exactly what transpired. Okay, so I do like their uh, orientation over Zoom. Get into like a small group. We talk about why we want to do it. I mentioned you. I'm like, my buddy Dan does it. I, you know, I felt like it was a good Would thing. Would you already mistake? Because if they were like, oh, Dan got this guy in, I'm sure they were. All, right. Their they're, they're buzzers. They're, he's like up. about to litter this place with guys who like to do jujitsu. <laughs> and it's going to be. Dan's about to litter this place with Taekwondo fellas. Yeah. It's just guys quoting Joe Rogan left and right. They're like, it's going to kill the vibe. So, yeah, I probably made a mistake there. I should have gone with some, like, you know, purple haired chick from Echo Park. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, now, sorry, don't. sorry, sorry. I was you're just trying doing, to be spicy. No, I was doing the thing that I'm not supposed. Yeah, how I got dare it. you? Do, you're doing what they did. But go yeah, on. That's true. That's true. I love everybody. And then so <laughs> I know. I yeah. Know. And then so I'm in the Zoom, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to help out. And then uh, they're like, cool, cool, cool. I get like a follow up call, which you later told me has did not happen to me. And like, doesn't happen to many people, I guess. No. And this this gal calls me, and she's like. Hey, so I heard you want to like help with outreach. And then she's like, so do you want to do like the more like helping the homeless stuff? Or do you want to do like more like, and it's all helping the homeless to, to be fair. Yeah. But, but the, the more like, uh, uh, directly like political and oppositional stuff. And, right. and I'm look, I'm starting off slow. I'm like, Oh I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just want to, you know, food and like, uh, the, the phone charging stations and stuff like yeah. that. Am I just helping them with like, which is great with basic stuff. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, okay. She's like, so why don't you want to really do the uh, political stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels a, uh, 
that's not really like uh, something I've done. It's maybe not. And I, I probably, you know, confirmed what her suspicions were. I was like, it's not really, I don't know how I would handle it or something like that. I, I might have overstepped. And then, right. and then she's like, well, why do you feel that way? And I'm like, and it, like, I, I wasn't trying to get into like a big no, uh, of course. debate about like how like big things should be run. And then she's like, uh, well, do you believe in like capitalism? And I'm like, this conversation at no level ever happened with me. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of a capitalist. You know, I think there should be guardrails and we should still, you know, have a safety net for like the poor and the old. And then, and then, and then she just started grilling me on that. And I was like, I was like, look, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's like, I want to help. I was like, I'm willing to learn. I'll hear people out. I'm I'm not going to go in there and like talk about this stuff. And then I was like, I was like, but you know, if you think, I guess, I don't know how it came up, but I was like, but if you think I'm like a bad person, like she's like, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you're ignorant. And oh my fucking and then I was like, God, and dude. then I was like, I was like, bro, I'm trying to volunteer. And then, uh, and then we hung up, but it wasn't like a bad conversation, but there was just like a few moments like that where I was like, Oh dude, no, this for, first of all, this was a bad conversation. It well, it didn't, it didn't pump me up no. to come help. It's like, uh, there's so I mean that this sort of thing I never I never heard the story in that much detail all at once I think I kind of got it in pieces hearing it all at once it's just like how can you make a worse case for you being like include where it's like you're not you're not saying oh I I actually like think uh, unhoused people are lazy or what you're not saying that you're saying I want to help. I want to help with these things. I'm open to learning. I'm open to hearing you out. This is how I am right now. It's like, what better way? And it's good that you're like a nice, well-intentioned person, but what better way to turn someone completely off from the things that you're doing to go, you can't be in our club because your ideas aren't perfect to us. Yeah, and that was my thing too. I'm like, I'm convincible. A lot of people I think are convincible. Maybe maybe I overestimate that sometimes, but I'm like you get more flies with honey. Like if you get tell more flies me with honey. if you tell me I'm like a douche, it's a tough way to start off the convincing process. And so I was like, yeah, I mean and I still helped out, but we did like parallel stuff together. Yeah. But um it, it's so yeah. crazy and, and it's it speaks to you that you like still wanted to help, but that that fucking and I I've told other people who are in the organization. I don't know who the fuck called you. Probably someone in the FBI. Literally, like if there's oh, like dude. if there's like Fed behavior or whatever. Right. It, I mean, here's the thing though on on both That's sides. That's who it was. No, no. On both sides of the aisle, it is so quick that people will jump to like this is a psyop, and it's like unfortunately it was 100 a psyop, <laughs> dude. Because because I've talked to so many people about that because. Hearing that made me feel insecure about myself because it's like I'm probably like for like I probably further align with their ideas and concepts than you did initially. But I'm like, well, I don't there. There's certain stuff where I'm not like perfect ideologically with this. I think probably politically, but one well, everyone in there probably has some like different stuff. areas that don't mesh with the whatever the consensus. And is. I started feeling bad. So I started like calling my friends and I was like, I, I just told them the whole situation. And unanimously, they were like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know who, but you know, I never followed up and was like, who are you? Like, it just felt like, I don't know, like, uh, that would have been more adversarial, I guess. So I was just like, all right, cool. But yeah, who knows who that person was? Yeah. They might, I mean, who knows? Yeah. FBI, bro. (laughs) It was 
One thousand percent. They saw a guy FBI. in the middle about to get turned to get radicalized, yeah. and they said, "No, we're not." Letting oh that no, happen. no, no, no. We're not letting. Wait, how many how many listeners to his podcast does he have? No, 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 no. We need to exclusively have insufferable people on this. Side. Right? They're like, yeah. They were like, this guy, you know, he's not really smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not what they're they like, said. And he can wield huge influence. <laughs> so they're like, we got to stop this. No, now. that that really yeah. that it really upset me, and it really kind of like made me feel a little bit jaded about the whole. I mean, I I, I still do outreach whenever I can and stuff, but it really did kind of make me feel jaded on the whole thing because I was like, I mean, what better person to have on? your oh, size I, I, re- I really do feel that and it's also like I, I don't know it, it just really frustrated me because I, I see a lot of myself reflected in you in a way and I really did feel like well what are you saying about me if that's the case well yeah it starts with me it's like I'm that, just uh, trying to get the fucking dogs in here can you let me get a couple dogs in here yeah it's like first they came for the JT's and I said nothing <laughs> then they came for the Donahue's and I said nothing but then they came for the purple haired chicks from Echo Park yeah, and there was no one. There was no one. There was no one left to come. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, everybody was gone at that point. Um, this is uh, we've hit the thirty minute mark, so we're gonna. This uh, has been thirty minutes already. Or, yeah, I know oh, bro, we're it flying. fucking flew. Go. We're gonna come back with some questions people ask. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm pumped. All right, question one: Have you ever seen a ghost? Oh, you know what? I answered this on my last. Oh, one, right. No, I let's go for it because I want to hear your answer for it, and I will. I'll, I'll give a different answer for this one. I've never seen a ghost, but there was a a shack. Uh, I used to go out to Wyoming a lot, and there was a shack out there in the woods, and they would always uh, challenge people to spend the night in there because they said that this yeah. family died there. And no one ever made it through the night. So oh. everyone would get scared they and come back. They all die. Yeah, they all died. <laughs> they all died. And I still send people in there. Can I, 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 never, I never told this, uh, this story because it's, uh, it's pretty freaky and long. Uh, but so I was at a, an open mic. Every, like every scary story. It if there's going to be a ghost. The Maui Sugar Mill. Do you remember the Maui Sugar Mill? No, it's it got a great name. Mike, Mike up in like Van Nuys or whatever. Yeah. And I'm there, and there's this. Uh, I'm with a friend who has since moved, and there's this woman that he's hanging out with there. And I go up to them, I'm like, "Hi!" And the woman's in like a shawl. She looks very like very mystical, right? Like not that not older woman, but like yeah, very like beads and and like tie dye and shawl type clothes and stuff, and. I sit down next to them, and uh, and she's like, she asked me like right away, almost like, "Do you believe in spirits?" And I'm like, "Oh, just a, a regular LA conversation happening right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, I always felt like there was kind of like a black dog following me. That's something that my family always talks about. Like, there's there's like sort of bad luck on one side of my family, my dad's side, and it's like, yeah, there's a black dog following." And, I, and she sits down next to me. She gets up, sits down next to me, and she like looks me in the eye, and she goes. I think there is a black dog following you. And then she hands me a wooden cross and she says, keep this. And she's like, this is holy water. I want you to put some on you and I want you to drink a little bit. And I was like, all right. So I put some on me and I drank a little bit and then whatever. Mike finishes. I go home, wake up the next morning, regular day, the next day, go back to Mike's. From one mic to another, I get a phone call. My mom is crying. Because my dad had just died. And. I forgot your dad's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And one of the 
the first question I asked her is, what time did it happen? The time she said was to the hour when all of the other, the cross and the holy water was happening to me. I tried getting in contact with the lady afterwards. That day, she flew back to Ireland. I've never heard from her again. Can I tell a story? Yeah. We had this uh, astrologer guy on our podcast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not into that stuff. And then, uh, but Chad's pretty into it. And I'm like, so if you like predicted crazy shit and he goes, yes, I actually predicted within the hour the time my mother would be raped. <laughs> no. And if you watch the pod, I don't say anything, but I make a face where I'm like, huh? And then all the comments were like, dude, if you knew, yeah, if you why knew, didn't you why stop? Could you not, but I didn't have the gonads to ask. Why could you not have said anything? Yeah, you should have said that something. That is so good it was amazing that's so good yeah it was a pretty crazy moment oh man so i guess we've all seen a ghost in one way or another yeah they're out there me in the form of the uh woman with the cross and you in the form of the astrologer guy so, so did that make you believe that that lady was like in touch with something i i believe in a connection to like other worldly powers in one way or another and uh you can chalk it up to i think like in in the situation by situation uh way of looking at things it's always important to be like well maybe maybe not and it's like in that situation definitely maybe i mean it's you're at a los angeles open mic people are throwing holy water at you every other day yeah so or, or worse, they're throwing worse bodily fluids at you. Yeah. So, I, I, but as an aggregate, when I look at all of those things that have happened in one way or another, I kind of go, I'm more of a believer than not. You know, I've, I'm, I'm actually more open to it now, too. I think I was, like, in that college, like, rationalist mode where you're like, no, like, religion's bullshit, it's all bullshit. And the older I get, the more I'm like, look, there's a lot we don't understand. Anything could be happening. And there probably are some people who are in touch with the stuff we can't see. You know, I, I always say this. It's like, isn't it more fun? Like no yeah. one's, no one's holding, you're not getting graded on this. You're not getting graded on your beliefs. There's no, like, there's no audit at the end of the year where it's like, okay, do you have all the right beliefs? So that's very you, true. You have this beautiful freedom to believe whatever stupid bullshit you want, use it. And if the stupid bullshit helps you in your yeah. life, that's the metric. Is like, if are it you happier? Hurts are you other more productive? People. Yeah. If it hurts people that you don't like, oh, black magic, black magic, bro. Use it, bro, dude, <laughs> dude. My mom had this. We had a a nanny named Fausta, great lady. Love you, Fausta. And uh, love you, Fausta. She had an aunt who was from like uh, a pretty rural part of Mexico. Came by the house and she was like, "Hey, look, my aunt's like a shaman woman. She like understands shit." So she comes in does like all her heebie-jeebie stuff on my mom and basically says that my mom's family in Colombia, who had always been kind of a small pocket of them. Most of them are amazing, but this small pocket were always kind of toxic. And she's like, Hey, they're doing black magic on you. They're doing like witchcraft on you. Whoa. Yeah. And started describing all these things that like, I had my mom tell the story to my girlfriend the other day and like she knew things that there was no way she could know. And, and she's like, they're doing black magic on you. And my mom's like, all right, my mom gets her a plane ticket to go to Columbia to investigate. 
So I'm like, mom, this lady's taking you for a ride. She just like wants to like yes. go to Columbia. She goes to Columbia, meets up with my mom's cousin. I won't say her name. Um, and they go to the graveyard where my mom's mom is buried and she digs a hole and finds uh, like a doll of my mom. And my mom was telling me the story and I was like in this rationalist mode. I'm like, mom, it's all bullshit. Like yeah. she waited for your cousin to get distracted. She brought the doll. She's like, they were putting needles in my body, John Thomas. I could feel the pain. And I go, I go, mom, that's all nonsense. She goes, it was in my vagina. <laughs> You're like, I believe you. I believe I'm you. Like, just stop I fucking story. believe you. I believe like, 100%. Literally, literally that was it. I was like, oh, dude. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, mom. But yeah, but like to this day, and then my mom's so funny. I was like, well, what'd you do? She's like, I called my cousin. Yeah. And I said, you bitch, I know you're doing black magic on me. Cut it out, you're fucking witchcraft. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love coming at it from this like not like you're coming at spirituality, but from this very like I will kill you if you use the spirituality. Yeah, like cut it out me. with the bullshit and the black magic. <laughs> Pussy's killing me. But stop uh, fucking breaking mirrors over there. Yeah, but um, it, so, so I don't know. And everyone seems to have a story like that. Everyone seems yeah. to have a story where they saw. I know for people who have lost people, psychics can be really helpful and always seem to be able to know things that shouldn't be known. I have a few man I mean just so much shit has happened to me in that way and obviously you can explain it away but again I'm just going with the fact that it's more my girlfriend second date she I'm we're, I'm just talking about like she's talking about her tattoos and I'm like how many do you have and she describes them and she goes I have a number tattooed on the back of my neck and I was like oh really let me guess don't tell me what number and she was like okay and I was like is it below 100 she said yes and I said 17 17 well, bro but you know where you got that from what? That's from the game, bro. That book, the game. What? what you always guess seventeen. You always guess seven if it's between one and ten. No, seventeen. But seventeen. Yeah, but bro, come on. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> That's pickup artist one hundred and one, dude. Tony, baby, I'm sorry. It was all the game. It was the game the whole time. <laughs> I mean, he had that skill set ready to go. Um. Okay, let's go to the second. What a great, what a great first round. Who is the better man? He who lives his life honestly with no regard for consequence or he who lives his life denying himself for others' sake? We, we covered this earlier. Yes. He, he who lives his life honesty, honestly with no regard for consequence or he who lives his life denying himself for others' sake. Um, I think if you're living with honesty... Like true honesty, I think that it will eventually be for others' benefit. Is yeah. that crazy? I know. I think I think that's like maturity. Because if like, it sounds like in this one, if I'm like projecting a bit, this just is like someone's id, right? Like someone. This is just someone who's like, oh, I want to fuck, so I'm gonna fuck. I want to do drugs, so I'm gonna do drugs. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna break up with this person because we had like a rough week and I'm not feeling it, and like go jump ship to someone I shouldn't run to uh i yeah i don't know if that's honest that's like impulse like you're living honestly to your impulses so the question is who is the better man and better is in quotes i think we need to look at the question like this better at what because different if you're asking who's better at fucking guy number one i think the second guy oh you think that oh because he's that's for the so sake fucking of others smart yeah because he's reserving himself for the sake of others he's gonna eat pussy forever yeah he's like what works for you he's gonna eat pussy for a thousand years and honestly dude i'm not i think all the dudes who are like wild party guys and like yeah and like arts me. history yeah, like it's you me yeah, me, yeah. us <laughs> no like Together. like uh and it's uh, it's not a 
one-to-one thing with this, but like, like Hunter S. Thompson, guys like that. I was like, dude, you're a dork. Like, <laughs> first of all, Hunter S. Thompson, we're calling your ass out on the fucking podcast. Like, he's like, dude, I wrote a book about doing drugs and yeah. I hung out the Hell's Angels. I'm like, all right, dude, like you're trying too hard. Relax. Hey, like, you want to fucking defend yourself? Open invitation on the podcast, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I think he killed himself. Oh. But uh, sorry, <laughs> and that was tragic. And he is a great writer, but some of the stuff where like people like are so pumped up on like his uh like wild man stuff his exploits yeah i'm like i don't think it's that cool yeah you're much more a number two kind of fella okay next question go ahead why do extroverts think it's okay to be loud and not let me be quiet while they're doing that i wonder if you're projecting a little bit that's my read on that question initially and that could be a complete misread but i do wonder because i think that there is this the introvert extrovert thing first of all it for most people, it's so situational. You know what I mean? Like some people can be extroverted in every situation, but I think labeling yourself can be a really slippery slope. On on that on that note, yeah. not in a, not in a bad way. It's not bad to be a self like uh, a self sort of diagnosed introvert or extrovert, but I think at a certain point you can kind of start to live the story. On those, because yes. and I know this because I have lived both, and this could just be me being kind of like a like a whatever machine. Like I, I just I living the story machine where I'm just like I thought I was an introvert for a really long time, and I just wouldn't talk a lot at parties because I was like, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't talk at parties. I'm an introvert. I don't do this. And then when I started doing comedy, I realized I was more even as a quote unquote introvert. I was more extroverted than a lot of the people that I was hanging out with at the time. So then, like, and they would comment on that. They would be like, oh, you're such an extrovert. And then I started to fucking live that, too. It was so weird. And it's like, I'm sure some people do have these natural impulses. But if you're talking blanket on ex- – I a lot of people also, when they say extrovert, they mean asshole. And I think that's what this is. Yeah, this, you might have been around some, like, just loudmouth douches. And that, that would upset anybody's calm. But it seems to me it's a struggle for control, right? Mm. It's like they want everyone to be quiet or if they are talking, talking about what they want to be talked about. And then the extroverts like, I want to be talking and they're both. And look, maybe this introverted person is smart. They have a high standard for what they want to hear. And I, I feel bad for you if that's the case, but I'm betting you're not that smart. <laughs> and you just want to be in control. I think you may be smart, but you may also want to understand that like every conversation every situation you go into it's like a team even if you're not the loudest person on the team even if you're somebody coming off the bench god what it that is an extrovert's way of explaining well, no, there's conversation a, isn't it yeah well that, i think there's a the, the, initially when i was like look if you can't hang get better you know what i mean but like i think there's some truth to that too i don't know i think Where's this person going? Where this they, is happening? There's such a. Are they at a sports bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they keep trying to. Read, why are all these people being loud? They keep trying to read adult fan fiction at a local sports bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, why is everybody being loud? It's like Steve Miocic is fighting right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in McGinty's when Alabama's on <laughs> playing Auburn? Okay, like yeah, it gets a little rowdy. But no, yeah, I I do find like the whole introvert extrovert conversation it just gets so it's like. Just, just don't go out then. You know what I mean? I I, 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 I agree with you too. When everyone's like, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. I'm like, yeah, I, it, it seems a little, and no one ever thinks they're the thing that they actually, like I heard Amy Schumer on Oprah's podcast and Amy Schumer was like, do you want to know a secret about you? That's the same about me. And Oprah was like, yes. 
And then she was like, I'm an introvert and I think you're an introvert. And then Oprah was like, oh my God, you nailed it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, neither of you. Yeah. What are we talking yeah, about? Come on, Shubes. Come on, Oprah. You're not introverts. It's like, e- even with like self-diagnosed mental stuff, I'm always like completely willing to hear that stuff out. If it's like, uh, like self-diagnosed mental disorders or wh- whatever it is, I'm always willing to hear of that. Course. Because I'm always like, even if. Even if this isn't diagnosed by a professional, if you feel that way, it means something is going on. But the introvert extrovert thing is so just like, this isn't even a thing, really. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, you might just not like the people you're around. I would get a better, not a better, but a group of friends who matches your sensibility more. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Dude, extrovert, introvert. Batting down the hatches because the introverts and extroverts are fucking coming for us after Dude, this one. The last couple of podcasts I've been doing, I've been sticking my neck out just hoping people come after me. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. feel the heat. And you know what? The way they come after me is never the way I want them to. Yeah, dude. Introvert, fucking introvert YouTube is going to see this and they're going to go, hey, hey, I don't think that you really should. Well, I, I know some introverts. I know people who like to be alone yeah. for a long time, but then when they go out, they're pretty and, yeah, they're fine. social. They just yeah. need some time to recharge. Yeah, it's true. All right, next question. How to deal with strangers telling me to get in their car because it's too cold outside for me and my baby? Yeah, that's weird. I'm okay. sorry. That's That sounds terrible. Yeah, don't get in the car. Next one. So that's one out of two. Should it matter that these strangers are 50 to 60-year-old women or that I'm out in fresh air on purpose? Yeah, I think that changes it a lot. That changes the dynamic so much. The image I had in my head was much seedier and lecherous. There has only been one time in my life where I have gone, oh no, a 50 to 60 year old woman. And that has been when I worked at a restaurant. So if you're not working at restaurants, right. 50 to 60 year old women, great. Great sign. And most 50 to 60 year old women's women great at a restaurant. It says that is a demographic that holds within it some of the worst restaurant goers of all time. What do you think? Th- why do you think that is? I don't. I couldn't pathologize it really. No, you know. I think at a certain level, at that age, men and women, it's a life unlived. It's a life unlived that you need to project on people who are serving you food. And how many times can you get your omelet wrong over the course of a lifetime before you snap? Before you snap, you're like just never again. But that's so interesting. Do you think? Okay, you and your baby. You're two babies. You're mm-hmm. holding both of them in, in both arms because you're very strong. You've been doing kettlebell training specifically for baby holding <laughs> for months and months and months. Cleaning and pressing them right now. You're outside. You're uh, you're in Nova Scotia. You wanted to take a little trip with the family to Nova Scotia, right? Mm-hmm. Freezing, freezing cold. I would never do that, but keep going. A car drives by. The window rolls down. It's a 50 to 60 year old woman. She goes... Hey there, you wanna you wanna get in a to get your I don't know what accent I'm doing here to get your uh, get a little frost off those nipples. I'm only suspicious because I'm like this is too good to be true. Interesting. But I think I get in anyways. Right. Just because of my confidence when it comes to if things go down. You feel yeah you are you are the kind of guy that would jump in. I'll know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll, I'll know what to do. No that that is that is tough. I mean. It, here's the thing if it it you at no point did you say that it actually is too cold for you and your baby so a i really appreciate the amount of confidence that you have in your baby's fortitude that's yeah. pretty cool yeah we kind of missed the big ish here yeah these 50 to 6 year old women they're probably maternal and have had experience in this realm and they're like yeah. it's too cold outside for a baby yeah 
how to deal yeah this this is the best thing about the questions is the deeper you read into them the more you get out get of that them. baby inside she's it, this is this is a woman in the middle of like illinois who is walking down the street swaddling a nude baby in like zero degree yeah, weather get that baby inside. and these 50 to 60 degree women are like hey can we get that kid to someone else and you're like oh we're fine i would trust them on that too <laughs> Hey, you want the baby to get pneumonia? Come on, get yeah. him inside. Get, 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 what we are telling you is get in a stranger's car with yeah, your baby. Or, stop going for walks when it's freezing out. <laughs> what are you doing? That's a great answer. Yeah, what are you doing? It's freezing out. It's a baby. Get back inside. Okay, so this is a question. Unless you're walking to work or something. I, I didn't know if this was like a specific thing that people know about you or that you talk about on your podcast. But somebody wrote in and said, ask him, referring to you, about Dave and Buster's. Dude, I get this question all the time. I guess I've talked about Dave and Buster's a lot. I got to be honest, and I don't want to disappoint fans. Yeah. It doesn't make up a huge part of my thinking. But, That's too bad. But I have had some magical experiences at Dave and Buster's. And I, I will yeah. say this. When I was... Like in my post-college phase and I didn't know what I was doing much. And my buddy Strider, we were hanging out a lot, driving up to L.A. to do like comedy and stuff. On random weekdays with just time to kill, we would go to Dave & Buster's and it's free play during the day on weekdays. Is that true? Yeah, so you don't even have to pay. Holy for like shit. You can play like Time Crisis for free. Wow. And they might have changed this policy. This was upwards of 10 years ago, but... Dude, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, to be the only people in there, a couple divorced dads with their kids that they see once in a while, and it was a... Yeah. Oh, and you know free play meant more to them than it did to anyone. Well, you just see the dad at the bar yeah. with like a double jack and coke just oh, sipping man. it, and then you'd see the kid with this like distant look in his... Yeah. You know when you're playing video games for a couple hours, but you're bored and you're just kind of totally disassociated you'd see the kid like yeah the kid's playing time crisis and he's holding the gun like he means it yeah he's like yeah just like that guy's already dead why does he keep he shooting just keeps him? him he he's just got keeps a lot of pounding away. but it's fun and then yeah. i don't know dave and buster's overall i think it's a great place i've been on dates there you know when i used to before they were in california when i'd go on business trips with my dad it was a frequent hang uh, i'm super grateful to it yeah. Oh, you know what this is? Go ahead. You have mostly female listeners, right? I would say my fans skew to women, yeah. All right, well, the story's going to be terrible. But, uh... No, hey, people are always interested. I, I, I shit my pants in an arcade, but it wasn't Dave and Buster's. Now, what do you think women wouldn't like about that? I don't know. I don't understand women, but I'm just taking a guess. <laughs> From what I've heard on podcasts, they don't love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're not listening to the right podcast, I know, brother. dude. I got brought in my days. Oh, know. yeah. It's a JFK podcast. And then, uh, yeah, I was at a, it was a, it was an arcade called Nickel Nickel, and this dad wouldn't let me into the bathroom with him, and I really had to go. And when he finally let me in, it was like five stalls. I don't know why he locked me out. Mm. I shit my pants horrifically oh. all inside, and then I had to run through the entire arcade naked uh, with my pants around my ankles. Oh, dude. Yeah. And my dad came outside. He's like, what happened? What? He thought I got my ass kicked. He's like, what happened? Who beat you up? I'm like, no, I shit my pants. He's like, I'm going to get Chris, my brother. He's yeah. Like, and my brother told me he was playing like the Simpsons arcade game. And my dad was like, Chris, we got to go. And my brother was like, no, I'm playing. And my dad was like, JT shit his pants. And my brother knew instantly. Yeah, it, go time. It's wheels up. Go we're, time. We're moving. Oh, that is so... First of all, your dad thought that you, he sees you with your pants down and crying. No, he and saw me outside crying and like shaking. I think he thought oh. I got my ass whooped. But you, you had your pants on at this time. Uh, I was like 
I don't remember exactly. I might have been like hiding behind a dumpster or something. <laughs> there was a lot of shame. I wasn't. I wasn't standing proud. What kind of fights were your dad getting into? Where he was like, "Wait, my kid has his pants off and he's shivering." Well, and my crying. dad did raise me. He said, "You beat a guy up until he shits his pants, <laughs> and if he doesn't, you haven't won the fight." Your dad yet. raised you right. He's a good dad. Yeah, that's really. He has good, good values. Stuff. Damn, um, dude. Well, you know, I I always end this uh, with just ask questions. Ask you a question? Ask a question. So I, I think I had some fire questions when you were doing your Instagram live. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't remember. Oh, them. yeah, you hit me with a couple really yeah, good questions. Yeah, I had some jewels in there. All right, let me ask you a question. Take your time. Okay. Would you rather be president? Yeah. Or would you rather be the greatest comedian that ever lived? This is a very sincere question. Greatest comedian that ever lived. No question in my mind. I would rather be, I would rather be a stand-up comic making. I I would rather be a worse comedian and less successful comedian than I am right now than be president. I there is no single part of me that wants to be president. Think he'd be a good president. I really appreciate that. Don't and you I, think he'd be a good president? I really yeah. appreciate that. Okay. My question for you. I try to I try to not write these out and president do it on do it on the Mr. President. <laughs> I try to do it on the fly, not because I'm incredibly lazy and don't want to uh, write anything Bro, extra. I do that but all day, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's got the time? You're so you're you're five years old, right? Yeah. A guy comes to you and says, or so I, I guess I come to you now and I say, at the age of five, you start practicing blank sport, and you need to be professional at that sport by the time you are 18 what sport is it well it's tough because you work me when we do jujitsu but honestly it would have been wrestling wrestling because just because of a, a bunch of factors a professional wrestler though is like this that's is the, true it, there this is, is the no professional this is the wrestling fucking difficult thing about this question I, i've thought about this a lot because someone will usually say something like oh i'd be the best curler in the world it's like how many pro curlers that's not a job, really. do you think there are right what meanwhile people playing like d-league ball are still ma they're still professionals they're still making money from yeah it. but basketball just ain't gonna happen yeah, exactly i gotta go um all right so what's adjacent off of that that does have like a, a professional Dude, maybe a gymnast, maybe on the rings. This is the same deal. It's the same deal as wrestling. Yeah, though. It's exactly. all amateurs, it's and then you get like sponsorships after you win a gold or something. Yeah. Shit. All right. Let me think really critically about this. Rugby union. That's great. That's a good pick. I'd beef up. I'd That's beef not up bad. I'd play rugby union. I would not I, rugby league, rugby union. I would go darts. Ask me the difference. Oh, wait. What is the difference? No idea. <laughs> no idea the rugby union guys are like yeah i get my break now yeah i think they got like one extra guy on the field yeah, I it's got... like 10 yards fatter yeah this is time oh, and a half okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more picketing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's righteous um, um are you pro union yeah definitely yeah me too oh huge i mean my mom has been in a union a union member for 40 years can we just go on a jag right now where we say a bunch of things that we know people will like <laughs> I don't I don't think a lot of people like unions. Do you think we need to like focus more attention on education and like help our youth Dude. Like, better develop? And it's not just that, it's the after school programs, yeah. like, giving them a sense of community. Let me tell you something right now, and this I really feel this way. Fuck school. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, dude, let's go the other way. <laughs> Yo, fuck education. Drop out, dude. People are always like, we should get rid of public like uh libertarians are always like we should get rid of public schools and privatize it. I'm like, 
private schools? Where are you, a fucking nerd? Get rid of all Door, of them. You want uniforms? Yeah. Dude, I, everything I learned is on the street. <laughs> one time I was I was stoned and I was giving advice on our podcast and a kid was like, hey, like I'm smart and I'm in college. <laughs> and I think he went to an Ivy League school. He's like, he's no. like, but I'm not really digging it. He's like, should I drop out? I was like, drop out, dude. And I got all these messages from people being like, hey. That was every- fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid advice. That's very funny. Yeah, but hey, listen, if you're get, if you're in an Ivy League school and, and you're, you're asking me your questions like advice that. Advice from a comedian podcast. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah, sometimes people Chill ask these out. questions where I'm like, you already know the answer, dog. There's a thing where it's like, oh, comedians are heavily influential. And it's like, yeah, but they shouldn't be. That's getting curbed. I think that's thank, changing in real time. God. I'm sad about it. No. I'm sad about it. I know. It. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sad, but but it's probably, but it's right. It's bittersweet. And you know what? It got too inflated. It had to come down a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now no one gives a shit. Podcasts are such an oversaturated market, and every other podcast is just about how how many bodies do you have. Every every other podcast, dude, is it just, drives me crazy. Twenty five women are on the podcast, and then two guys, and the guys are just like, "What's your body count? Uh, too high." That's and they're, every like, they're like, "Dude, if you want to have a high value man, yeah, you got to be a high value woman." But right. what does that mean to have value as a woman? It's different right. than being a man. Right. If I have a body right, count, right. that's sick. That's legit. You understand that, right? If you have a body count, I can't trust you. You try to speak up. Yeah. And it's like, er, you get the shock buzzer, and, and then it's like the six thousand comments from dude. It will get in my head sometimes. I'm like, this guy's making a point. But then I'll read all the comments, and yeah. like, they're like dudes being like. Yeah, this is true. Like, I thought I trusted my ex-girlfriend. Right. And she slept with, like, her... Every one of those podcasts should just be called The Hurt Man. Yeah, or then, like, it's all, like, you know... It's just everyone just talking about, like, porn and stuff. Yeah. Come on, man. There's so much personal hurt that goes into stuff like that. I mean... It, it's, I'm not like, oh, I feel so bad for these people. But at a certain level, it's, there is, like, a, an empathy to it where it's like, oh, man, this is... No, it's it's that one hundred percent. Every time yeah. you see someone talking like that, you're like, dude, someone ran you over. Something like, happened. Uh, you got yeah. your heart broken, and this is like how you had to correct that, and you had to find something because you be were so in pain. Because they'll they'll just like have an open call for guests, usually for women. But it would be so funny to just get onto one of those, and they start talking, and then you just look at them, and go, hey. It's not your fault. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, she wasn't for you, yeah. man. But it's not everybody. Um. This was great. Yeah, it's always nice Thank to see you. Thank so you so much man. for coming over. Yeah. I I want to uh, I want to ask you, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, sure. Check out our podcast, Going Deep with Chad and JT. We're also on tour. If you check us out on Instagram, JT Par Fourteen, Chad Goes Deep. The live you shows are really dates. great. Yeah, I've, come I've out. been on the one that you were doing at Jam in the Van. That was, it was fun. So fun. Yeah, they're they're fun shows, and we're going to be in a ton of different towns, places I've never been before. It's yeah. going to be. I think next is like Portland, and then. SF, Sacramento, and then uh, I think Appleton, Washington. Oh, Appleton, Washington. I've been to Appleton, Wisconsin, but never Washington. Dude, you know what? Yeah. It's Appleton, Wisconsin. It Skyline? Are you doing Skyline? Dude. You're doing Skyline, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the W in the contract. My brain went, oh, man, now I'm bummed out. Not because I don't want to go to Wisconsin, but that flight's going to be so much longer. Yeah, it's going to be a long. Well, you have to fly a lot of the times. You have to fly into... Uh, it's connecting flights? Yeah, well, usually, we Bro, flew in... I thought I had a two-hour flight to Washington. No, we flew into Milwaukee and then drove from Milwaukee to Skyline. You know what? I should have known that, too, because we did Seattle, Tacoma, and Spokane. I'm so All sorry. in Washington. 
I was crazy to think we were doing four markets in Washington. You have such a big fucking market in Washington, dude. dude. I was like, why do they keep booking us and routing oh. us this way? Or why don't we do them all in a row? No, it's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Well, I got to tell you this. I love Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the Badgers. I love the Packers. Let's go, Wisconsin. I love non-sports stuff. I can't wait to be out there and hang out with you guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I post my stuff on Instagram. You know where to find it. I love you all. So I don't know why I'm so monotone right now. I love it's cool. It I really good. do appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one. Because you're being sincere. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Try let, it again. Let me try a try little it again. more. Try it again. <sighs> guys. Don't, Lewis. Don't fucking... <laughs> Don't fucking laugh in we the background. We won't look at you. Bro. I'm we trying to be sincere. Don't look at me. We're not looking at you. Bro. Don't fucking look oh, at me. Oh, you're safe. You're safe, dog. Ever. Oh, fuck. Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted a podcast. And it's so hard to admit. Because all the other kids would make fun of me. They would be like, Dan, podcasts don't even exist. They're not even relevant. I mean, especially in the form that they are now, that hasn't even been relevant until like, you know, maybe 10 years from now. And I was like, guys, I just know it's going to exist and it's happening. And I'm so happy about it. That was raw. Thank you guys for listening. I felt that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was cathartic release from that. We're going to all take a deep yogic breath after this. I needed that. I needed that. Have a good one.